I finished all my butterfly. Oh, all your coasters? All your butterfly coasters? The set of butterfly so coasters that I was. Oh, that, I like that one. This one's really oh, pretty too. So cool. Yeah, here's Isn't something it? like that I didn't know about the diamond painting stuff that they do. There's two different kinds of diamonds. There's round ones and there's square ones. Yeah, so I just of- found that out today. <laughs> Like we're eight-year-old kids. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> we're making, yeah, you know what? We were never allowed to play when we were eight, so we do exactly. it now. I find this extremely fun. And actually, <laughs> I'm looking up just a little bit about it, this and that, because I was thinking about sealing my coasters with a little light coat of resin. Oh, yeah. The diamonds into place so they don't just go everywhere because they're coasters and they're going to be used so I want to sure. make sure they're all sealed. So I, I was thinking about that. So I was Googling it. Can I do that? Is it going to mess it all up? They're all saying, oh, just put Mod Podge on it and blah, blah, blah. But don't put too much because it makes it dull. And I'm like, I don't want to make my stuff dull. I'm just going to put clear epoxy on it. But I'm going to do the little test first to just make sure it's not going to mess it all up. But what I was getting to was that it said that it was one of those things that's like mind behavioral therapy. The motion oh. of it actually is part of some sort of mind behavior therapy like it actually helps that part of your brain that turns off anxiety like you I were saying i'm not joking i think when they first started advertising it i was seeing it on tv advertisements like that long ago so welcome everybody <laughs> <Butterflies> <laughs> and bravery i suppose we should catch you up a little bit about what we're talking about but yeah welcome to butterflies and bravery i am your host whisper and i'm with my lovely co-host and fellow hoster, Jemima. (laughs) We're having our first of the month podcast. We should name each of our little, like our little four podcasts. Anyways, so it's the first of the month podcast. And so we're going to do just a little bit of catching up and just a little bit of just jabbering because our last podcast was a bit of a doozy (laughs) for anyone that hasn't had a chance to listen to it. Hopefully we gave enough, enough warnings (laughs) for people. (laughs) But so what we were talking about was, the, was this diamond thing. I don't know if it's a thing elsewhere, but they, they're they pretty popular. They're these kits that you get. Basically, you're making, quote unquote, a painting. It is like paint with numbers in the sense that you're matching numbers to colors. But what's really different is that they're little diamonds. And some are round and some are square. But it makes a picture the way that, like, the way that a digital picture is, like with pixels, right? <laughs> That's essentially what it is. And so what makes it very different in the paint by number, even though you are matching color to number, is it's very, it's just very methodical. Like you, you can't, you cannot go fast. You cannot go any faster than your one speed. <laughs> because pick up, drop down, pick up, drop down. So I'd see these. And sometimes when I see something that sparks my interest, like I'll start having a conversation, talk to myself out of it. Why I'd be stupid. Like I'm literally that fox with the grapes, Aesop's fable guy. So I was always like, oh, I bet they're way less glittier than, than advertisements. I bet the picture doesn't come out looking as nice, blah, blah. I, I had all these things. It's just for children. Then this last Christmas, we were somewhere, we were out at a store and so, sometimes around Christmas time, here in the States, shopping around Christmas time is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. You're lucky, Jemima, because you're like in, in small town America, but like in a bigger town. We're in this medium-sized town. So if we lived in San Diego, I would have different major shopping centers to go to. But we live in this smaller town where there's just, if you're going to do outside of 
business type of shopping. Like when you're going to get toys and electronics and there's one main area that it all conglomerates at. And it happens to be the area in our town that has the worst intersection. It's, it's one of those intersections that's literally made like a hashtag. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's four it's four lanes on each side, but they're separated. It's not like they go to get Yeah. And it's also right where the freeway entrances are. So it's a mess. Sounds around like the clock. It. Like it's always constantly backed up and backed up around Christmas time. That's the way you're getting into this shopping center. Uh, it would take it would take you about an hour until you're like I'm too stressed. So I was like in this like slightly stressed state of mind. Of, I just I want to just go home. I've done enough peopling. But my daughter was shopping for her her hobby, which is uh, crocheting. So we were in what we were in Joanne's like the craft store, Joanne Fabrics, and they had the so they had. I'm just looking through their clearance section. And sometimes those stores that you go into, you know what I'm talking about. Like everything's in one big pile. Yeah. It's like there's dishes and clothes and dig through. Kind of like that. But in the pile, yeah. But in the pile, there was some of these dime paintings because it was on clearance. It was like two or three dollars for this fairly big picture. So I was like, you know what? (laughs) Why not? Let me just see. It's. I can afford to lose $3 if I don't like it. Yeah. And then I started doing it. I was like, what the fuck is this? It just soothed me. And do you remember I was telling you about it and you were super skeptical as well? I was like, okay, whisper. Then you started doing it. Next thing I know, you're like, you're so right. (laughs) For me, I think it's because it it appeals to both my artistic and my ethical side as well. Because I really do have those two brains that sometimes seem to completely separate from each other. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so maybe because it brings them together into one activity and they're like oh this is nice we're going the same direction <laughs> yeah everybody row same direction that's amazing we're moving <laughs> so anyways yeah that was the thing on the diamond art the diamond paintings that we're talking about there is some special type of coating that they sell it's like mod podge and it's about the same price because mod podge is freaking expensive i don't know if you ever tried to buy it no oh my god it's so expensive but they say specifically oh it won't dull the shine what do you want to put on them oh my god resin yeah the resin i was thinking epoxy but i couldn't get the second (laughs) the resin i think if you put it thin enough so that the light could still catch the sides then i think it'll be it'll work really great yeah my plan is to put this this super thick tape Okay. And it's made for resin work. Oh, so it, it is. sticks. It doesn't stick really well to anything else, but okay. it really holds well. Like this is what we used when we did our island because mm-hmm. we had a bunch of edges that needed epoxy. And so this is what we used. So this yeah. is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to take the tape and stick it around the coaster and then just pour not even above the crystals, but just trying to get up yeah. to the height of the crystals so that they don't fall out. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm sure you've seen it on like social media. Like some people, they use like clay to form an edge. No, I haven't. Actually, I haven't looked at anybody doing any of this except for me. Oh, if if you wind up in in resin, resin Insta. (laughs) Oh my love. The stuff that people make is incredible. There's this one thing that they do with resin and the painstaking work. It must be, they'll put a layer of resin and then they paint, paint on it. And then when that dries, they put another layer of resin and then paint on that. And so they do it layer by layer, like paper thin layers. And finally, when they fill up the glass or whatever it is, they've created a 3D painting. 
That's cool. That's within the resin. Yeah, it's so beautiful. That kind of stuff, like, really fascinates me. Takes some serious planning. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been doing some research today. I realized I was curious if you've looked very much into all these different AI programs that are popping up everywhere. Have not at all. I just read about a couple and that was yeah. it. Everybody knows the chat GBT or whatever. I hadn't looked into it too much, but I was watching this guy. He was giving a talk and he was talking about AI. And he said, we're at the beginning, the birth of AI. Yeah. Really. And he was, and it was kind of inspiring speech because he was like saying, we're at this place where technology is moving at such a fast pace that it's jump on or you're going to miss the bus type of a thing. Whereas like when the internet first came out or whatever it was, and, that, and then it was like people started getting into it. I told you about the time that I was having the conversation with the guy that, that picked me up from LA and when our plane got rerouted. And he was talking to me all about this. He was a tech guy. And yeah. he's like, you know, um, I'm investing in Google because one day Google is going to make phones. And I was like, whatever, dude. It's a huh. social- <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. But but, uh, it's interesting. So what this guy was saying is that with AI, it's advancing at such a fast pace and there's so much being put into it that there's shallows and then there's deep. Like it's just going (laughs) to jump off. He said, and I know he's being dramatic, but he said, everything that you're studying for right now, everything that you're, that you're working to do, you're trying to figure out, you're trying to learn. It's going to be replaced by AI in the future. And granted, that's a very big exaggeration. But his point was, if you really want to study for where the future is going right now, you're going to want to, you're going to want to look into AI. And here's what he called it. He's called it a prompt engineer, because the way that people get AI to do what they want it to do is to explain to it what they want it to do, right? And if you can't, explain yourself to the AI. It's not going to do what you need it to do. And there's also like certain commands and all of that kind of stuff that, you know, it's a language and it's an element of a language, of a computer language. So yeah, he was like saying, he's like, if you really want to look into it, look into becoming a prompt engineer, because then once you have got some of the basics down in that, any program that comes out, you're going to be able to work in it. Like AI on TikTok is fascinating as well, because they're constantly showing all these programs like, oh, here's a program that you just put in these three subjects and it will produce a marketing planning for you for the next month. Stuff like that. He was saying you could go and you could learn copywriting and you could learn to type and you could start writing newsletters for your clients and you're doing it one at a time and you can have five clients or you can learn AI. You can plug in what the parameters are to them and now you're making 50 50 different newsletters for 50 different clients, twice as fast as you could have done. Do you know what I mean? I know he's being a little bit dramatic in some of the things he was saying, but also it made a lot of sense too. Yeah. I actually sent my daughter the link because I was like, what? What he talks about and see what you think about it because we're already old. I'm in that stage of Gen X and everything. We are very tech savvy, but give it another 10 years. Where are we going to be? Like, am I going to be keeping up with everything that's going on? I might still be in nonprofit and doing program directing and communications directing like I am now. And very happily, of course, but I might never have a need to get on the highway, (laughs) on the AI highway. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But my kids are that age where they're trying to find their footing. Okay, here, where do I go? What do I do? It's interesting to be on a threshold like this. 
That's yeah. what it is. You're on the threshold of something. And it's so much better to do some do some learning and some studying and research now so that you have the basics once things start really picking up and it's not just the AI specialists that are running these programs. Everybody is running these programs, but you are already ahead of the curve because you learned it and everyone else is trying to struggle to catch up. Yeah. And then we're going to be like the boomers with phones. Now we're going to do that with the AI. What button do I push? How do I make this thing talk? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Please brain. Do not, do not fail me. It's almost like cloning yourself. Like we're all uploading our personal brains and their functions up to some supercomputer type of thing that's going to be able to do anything. I know. Yeah. This AI thing is like creepy. It is creepy. And just, I think I would say in like the last couple months, I keep finding myself having more discussions about it. I've had several discussions with my daughter about the AI art because there's a big clash of divide of the AI is essentially stealing art. Artist artwork and replicating them in their style. So yeah, there's a debate about it. Like it's taking this stuff and whoever built the program is making money off of the artists that are now no one's buying their art. So so we've had a few discussions around that and what's that going to look like in the future and what is plagiarism going to look like in the future. But another discussion I was having with somebody was about there's some new show out that had come out like 30 years ago or whatever, a Disney show, a Disney movie. It's called Willow. Do you ever see that one, Willow? I've never seen it before. It's ringing a very faint bell in my mind. It was one of Val Kilmer's early movies. Oh. Yeah. And he was a young guy in that. Uh. I'm like, geez, I don't know if I've ever seen him that young. And so I was talking with a friend after I finished watching that movie and I was like, they're reading, they're making a TV series now. The Disney channel is making a TV series of Willow based off of essentially like happening, happening 30 years in the future or 20 years in the future yeah. from the movie. It's timing capsules correctly. I don't know if that sentence made sense, but, and so I was like, oh my gosh, is Val Kilmer in there? Because I know that he's older and I have not seen him in a movie since I could remember. And I said something along those lines and I don't keep up on Hollywood at all. <laughs> So my friend was like, yeah, he hasn't been able to go do a movie for years because he got cancer of the throat. He can't talk. I was like, excuse me, what? He can't talk. And I was like, oh, shit. I had no clue. I just, I noticed his name wasn't on any new movies. But then I was like, wait a second. The Top Gun movie just came out and he was in that. Turns out that they had done his voice using AI. They took all his old recordings like of him over his years or whatever, plugged it into AI and AI spit out a sound recording that sounds exactly like him. And he has a distinctive voice. And yeah, so my friend pulled it up and was playing this clip and it was an AI conversation and AI speaking sounded exactly like Val Kilmer. And she's in again, no, he does not have a voice. This is completely AI generated. And <laughs> that kind of stuff starts to, for me, starts to freak me out a little bit, but simply from the side of, wait, how are we going to start knowing what's real and what's not? You know, yeah. How are we going to know what's created and what's not? Yeah. Are we going to turn into people that were stopped using our brains because we can use the super power one instead of 80 people using 
each their own brain, we can plug it all together and have one massive brain yep. that does it for us. And now we don't have to think, you mm-hmm. know, humans, like we we go as fast as we can to not thinking <laughs> Yeah, to the least effort possible. We go pretty quick. So it's a little frightening for me just on that level, because especially here in the States as a country, we've not got our values and we've not got our principles figured out at all. It's still money that talks. It's still greed that talks. It's still uber capitalism, not just capitalism, not just open markets capitalism, which I support that, but this is like the uber. This is like the fact that Amazon became what it became was straight up from extreme capitalism. So the fact that's like the state of where the country and even the world is at right now, it does make it a little frightening. If you take something that's inhuman and you add it together with greed and lack of compassion and lack of empathy, yikes. What I find is interesting, and I'm sorry, I'm like jabbering about this because I've been thinking about it so much. We see a lot of these futuristic movies where the divide is the haves and have nots, right? Of the money thing. And future visions have been like, we're at a place where the gap is so wide. All you have is just the extreme rich and the extreme poor, and there's nothing in between. But I've been thinking a little bit lately, we might come to a point where it's like that with AI versus creativity. Like the artists and the designers and the writers and anybody that creatively builds with their own mind might end up being the quote unquote poor of the future while the rich and the tech and it's all moving into as fast as it can possibly go. I agree with you. It's going to become like a thing of conscience. Do you have enough conscience to make it yourself or just create it fakely? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. You're totally right. Girl, you're like a prophetess or something. (laughs) I just been thinking about it a lot. I read this other article and they were saying, I think Ford is the next car company that wants to start doing the self-driving cars. And already talking about making plans for a car that when you miss a payment, your car repossesses its fucking self. I've heard that, yeah. Like a low jack thing. It'll just drive back to the dealer. (laughs) (laughs) Next thing, they'll clean themselves too. Let's do that. (laughs) Okay, so on the one hand, I think that's funny. (laughs) Fuck you, bitch. I'm out of here. You need it, right? Yeah, like, okay, I'm hard. I'm gonna leave. (laughs) There's an element of humor about that, but. But from being the person that has gone sometimes a few months without being able to make a car payment and my car was not repossessed simply because I called and I begged and I said, listen, my kid's in the hospital. Please, can you just give me another month? Just do the extension. You're not going to be able to do that with a car that drives off on its own. They're going to be like, you are two days late or you know, or whatever the parameters is, because it's going to be greed that's making those decisions and the humanity of it is going to be gone. Unfortunately, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a way that with that work, because there's, even though there's a lot of bad capitalism and bad, bad values and bad principles out there, there's also just as much people that, that are principled and that have really high values and that they really want to see a future that we have an earth and that's not just been like raped by fossil fuels and obviously it's still money that ends up winning right now but maybe there will be a world that creatives like figure out a way to trick the system or something but all that to say (laughs) all that to say i'm going to tell my kid maybe come on just learn a little bit about it just do that 
when the guy was talking about like about writing all these newsletters, one of the ways that people make money these days is off of affiliate sales, right? You can't make money off of affiliate sales unless you have traffic. You have to have traffic. And some of the traffic, there's different programs and there's different things that you can do that you can actually build traffic that redirects to to a website. It's crazy. Like you can build a website and build traffic and the web, you're not selling anything. You sell the website with the traffic with it. It's crazy. But anyway, some of the, some websites that get a lot of traffic that get really good affiliate sales and deals are like blogs, for example. But some of them people that have been doing it for years writing a blog. But now if you have AI, right. you're like this weekend, I'm gonna program this in here. And at the end of the weekend, I'm going to now have 75 blog posts or whatever it is. And it's gonna shift, it's gonna shift what you can and can't do in that way. I can't remember all the things they're saying, but oh, and right now also they're free. Not all of them, but a lot of them are free. One of the AI programs is this AI program where you can prompt the AI to be a language tutor through chat. Like you can teach it or prompt it to speak in the human inflection, all that kind of stuff. And now all of a sudden you're tutoring six kids from Malaysia instead of the one person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Those kind of things that, that... is going to start happening. A little bit scary. Scary. A little bit. What I was thinking of is, you know how people like misspell things to avoid the Facebook bots? If you're going to write penis instead of I, you put a semicolon. I wonder if humans are going to have to start doing that to show that it was written by a human. That is interesting. That's exactly what I was saying. Like the creatives are going to find a workaround, I bet. But you got to be quiet. Don't tell anybody because then the AI will know. If we upload this podcast, the AI will know. But even that, all you need is one time to teach it. Yep. That's what I was afraid of. One person is, oh, I'm just going to teach it how to write like this. Thank you. We're all dead now. (laughs) You know what I think is going to be interesting, though, is because I understand them being able to make quite amazing art, digital art, because it's two-dimensional. But... Think about an AI trying to like auto design a collection, like a, a runway collection. <laughs> <laughs> because the lady they, comes out wearing a half a pair of pants and a little half a shirt. Because they wouldn't even know how, like, how things fall on a body, on a human body. Like, you really actually need eyes for that. <laughs> oh, God, that would be so funny. So, my tip for the future is either learn clothing design or AI. <laughs> Oh God, our children can be listening to this in 30 years, can be like, oh my God, our parents were prophets. <laughs> or it's gonna be like, oh my god, our parents were idiots. <laughs> <laughs> probably that. Probably, yeah, probably that. But okay. I don't know. I don't think you're an idiot. You're pretty smart. <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. Sorry, this is really off topic. I just wanted to tell you before I forgot. Oh, this is an off um, topic. My mom's coming to take care of me after my surgery. Oh, I'm so happy. I know. I'm so happy. Oh my gosh. That's a nice time to have your mom with you. <laughs> the first couple days after, like when you're literally not in your right mind, like you are like you're on a fantastical amount of like painkillers or whatever it might be. And yeah, I came home from the hospital both times. I came home from the hospital when I had that that big month-long stay in the hospital. And they were telling me about people that came to see me. 
And you didn't remember? Nope. And I was having conversations with him. Oh my. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My my blackout person is as boring as my regular person. (laughs) 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 I wouldn't call you boring. Anyone who thinks you're boring has zero brain. I didn't do anything. I guess I should say I'm, I don't have a scandalous drunk or blackout side of me. Oh, no, I do. It's okay. This is another thing that I think about sometimes is I feel like I'm much more of a reserved person now than I was 10 years ago. Yeah. I am too. Yeah. By way. I never knew that I could be crazy, take up space and yeah, be crazy. I definitely did some scandalous, crazy things. That's for sure. But I think maybe everything that happened with my kids, when I spent a few years on the edge of every day, not knowing if I was going to lose everything. (laughs) Yeah. Like my edges got a little sanded down or something. Oh, but we'll see. I could grow back into my childhood. And I'll be yep. the little old lady that has a three colors of hair and <laughs> colors of my hair and running around in jeans and following a band somewhere as a groupie. I could see that. I could see you doing that. <laughs> You're like, yeah, me too. I could see that. Now, <laughs> I have to tell you about this. Okay. Okay. Talk about, holy shit. They made a new reality show, a dating mm-hmm. reality show. The show is called MILF Manor. Oh, my. Yes. And there's, I don't know, there's 12 women. And they're all, like, between the ages of 46 to 54 or something like that. And all of them had a lot of work done. <laughs> so he's behind them with a tire pump and their lips getting that, that look. <laughs> that look. So each one of these women are talking about they date younger guys. It's like their whole thing is, yeah, a guy my age can't keep up with me, blah, blah, blah. I've done my thing. I don't need a guy to support me. So now I just want like a fuck toy, basically. And so they're going on. They know that they're to live on a villa, this reality show, dating show, to date all these young guys. And so the women are all there. The big reveal comes. The guys are all standing up behind a screen. And the screen drops. The guys turn around. They're all their sons. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my freaking god. All the guys at the same time were like, my mom. Oh my god. The women are like they're somewhere between 40, 46, 50. So the guys are all somewhere between 20, 21. They all were 21 and up to whatever. So they're just supposed to date each other's sons. Yep. Oh my goodness. That's weird and gross. That kind of makes me feel scared. Okay, so Luke and I do have a guilty pleasure. Like sometimes we really like to watch train wreck shows. Right. We don't even follow it very closely. It's like we're doing something else, but like laughing at it as we go along. You're doing, what's that called? Mystery (laughs) Science Theater 3000. That's what you're doing. You know what that is, right? Oh my, oh my God. Yeah. We were big fans of that show. Me too. Yeah. Every once in a while, our evenings will do that. And it's really fun when Kenny comes over too, because like that guy's as smart as a whip. And to him, everything is nonsense. Right. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like he doubles down on everything. I had a, a big sign project that I was 
doing working on today and because of today being what it is it was a difficult day for me to get through i was like i need something i need to have a tv show on the background so I saw that it had come out because I'd only seen the advertisements for it this moment. So I was like, could I really do this? <laughs> because yes, it's, it's, Oh God, it's going to be hair. I don't want to hear this come out of my mouth, but it's so incest adjacent, adjacent. You know what I, mean? I mean, I was single and running around like my fancy whore phase. And that's right. When my son was coming of age, 2021 and so it's a bit relatable. Some of his friends would would approach me and like hit on me. And I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? My son is your age. Like, how do you think I could ever put that out of my mind? There's just this ick factor, right? So I'm like, this is going to either be just awful or it's going to be so awful that it's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so well, so, it was so awful. It was amazing. It's a shit show of nonsense, but it did help me get through some of the tougher spots today. What can make you forget about a really bad anniversary, sad anniversary than incest? Like that just <laughs> clears the board. Clears the board. Your brain does a total 360. Whoop, what? I forgot everything for the last two years. I don't know what's happening. That's funny. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the thing that immediately cured me from the sort of the ick factor is the boys with their shirts off. <laughs> Sorry. No, they're supposedly dating each other's sons, but every interview they do it together as mother and son. Oh my right? god! And yeah, I was like ten minutes in, and I was like, "Oh, this show is so fucking scripted." The jokes that they're coming out with, the things that they're saying. I'm sorry, but as a mother, I don't care what stage of twenty your kid is in. You're gonna know if they're flying to the Bahamas for a fucking TV show. There's no way they did not know that. So that's where I went with it. And I was looking for that sort of thing. And then I realized, again, yeah, none of these guys are taking it seriously at all. <laughs> at all. So then when it becomes, it's kind of like this competition of who's going to one-up the other guy. Yeah. Like there was this one guy and he was talking about this other mom who he found really attractive. And his thing was like, all I can think about is sticking her toes in my mouth. And you're like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> Please sit down. <laughs> you Another one of the boys was like, they're having this conversation. We can't just stick vanilla anymore. These are moms. We really got to step up our game. I'm like, there is no 22 year old or 24 year old in the world that has that conversation. This is just a fucking train wreck that we're all going to pretend is really happening. And we're going right. to all pretend that these women all really want to date other boys in front of their sons. What? Oh, and they room them together. They room them together. Like they're doing the most like, the most cringe you could get. What's the very most cringe you could possibly get? Let's double down. All their interviews are going to be done together. So they're talking about sex and their likes and their dislikes together. And the younger guys are like, well, I don't want to hear about my mom. And I was like, then don't do this fucking show. So it took away that whole, are these people really that fucking twisted? I realized like, oh, there's not there. Yeah. And at least everything that was in the first episode was, I don't think anybody like even kissed. So, <laughs> You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, these guys are just playing around. Well, it was dicey for a minute going in there. I was like, excuse me, what? (laughs) And so then I did the other fun thing that, that we love to do when a really bad show is out is go Google it on Twitter. That is the best. And I'm telling you, Milf Manor has some fantastic tweets. That's funny. This is the most horrible show I've ever seen in my whole life. And I'm watching every episode. (laughs) Someone 
photoshopped a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio like sneaking into some villa. And it said Leo DiCaprio was caught trying to sneak into the mom's villa so that he could he could fix his reputation. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah, it was just I was like, it's this hilarious. It's nice fun. to have something so crazy to just distract myself with. Other than cutting my leg open, what do we got coming up this month? <laughs> That's in the end uh, of the month, though. Yes, that is towards the end of the month. I know we're going to continue to work on and build what we're going to end up, like what we're going to be doing at ICSA and getting ready for that. And after we had our conversation about it again, and I was like circling back on, is the pros going to outweigh the cons? Yeah. And and then I was thinking about that meeting that we had with everybody we had a face to face with the president of ICSA, and she's amazing. Fucking big honor. It's a Very super big cool. honor. And I personally was extremely surprised to hear that she does it voluntarily. She was offered a salary and refused. I was like, oh my God, that is awesome. You just won yeah. massive points in my book. Yeah, it's actually pretty incredible. Right? It's amazing. It's awesome. The goal, our parents' era was meant to go. They've worked. They've made their money comfortable. They're going to slide into checking out very comfortably. Why not keep themselves busy and why not do a good thing while they do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they know that there's no point in fucking collecting money. You could blink and you're not here anymore. What's the point of being worth $3 billion when you could get run over by a car that's on its way back to the dealer by itself? <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was funny. But yes. Okay. So what we've got coming up, we have a guest that we're going to be interviewing. The other thing that we're waiting for confirmation is to hear from Casey on what day the podcast that we did on her show comes out. And we'll post that for everybody too, yes. if you want to get it. And then for our trip down memory lane podcast, the end of the month, we're going to do something a little lighter before we steer back into the dungeons of the cult. It might be, we talked before about doing like a day in the life and doing some stuff around those lines. Just have a little bit of a lighter month this month. Everybody reground themselves, take a deep breath. And then the other big thing that is happening and is, am I taking the whole like show? I feel like I'm saying all the things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what things to say. I'll just keep driving. That's really funny. Oh my gosh. So the other thing that, that is going to still happen and also happened is the Born in a Cult groups that are off and running. Yeah. <laughs> the part A, we already had it. And Jemima and I got the honor, the absolute freaking honor to moderate it. And I feel like some of the people that came were so gracious because they came from the other group that we're part of and everyone's been just so encouraging and i know that several people in our group has said that they really admire a podcast and a lot of them listen to the podcast which is also it i feel a huge honor all of yeah, everybody that came they're so beautiful and just like talking about things I feel super super honored that we got to do that this week and so next week we are going to launch the strictly children of god group and the main reason for dividing that out is simply because a lot of our network is <laughs> it like we know a lot more people 
from the children of God than we do other born uncalled kids. Yeah. And also I feel like, I don't want to speak for anybody, but I think perhaps some people are a little bit more nervous about joining a group with other people that have been in other cults because it's like putting yourself out there with strangers. But this is what I've just heard from a couple people that they just would feel more comfortable in a like XCOG only group. And yeah. I think it's a good like springboard. It's a good place oh, to absolutely. start. Hey, this is what it's like. And then maybe they can even move into other like going into the Lawlich Center or whatever or not. We can all heal together. And like you always say, we don't have to translate ourselves. And that's an amazing feeling when you're used to translating yourself all day, every day. We did have the sort of the ice break of having gone through Dr. Lalich's program. We weren't starting from ground zero of just going cold turkey into, let me tell you about my deepest heartache type of things, by being able to just have conversations with people that have grown up in your own cult. I think there's a place for that. The ways that I've grown through the different experiences of ex-members that I've had. I'm sorry, I can't, that, it, I, it's such a habit. We're not ex-members, we never joined. But the other places that I've been surrounded by are connected with other born in kids. Yeah. My first one was with that moving on site by Jules. We lost a treasure when we lost Jules. And right. everybody was so angry in that one. Do you remember? Yeah. Everybody was so angry. Very but mean. because we could be anonymous. Right. So you weren't really offending a person. And it was perfect. It was perfect for what we needed. We could really fucking vent, right? Yeah. And there is a there's a huge portion of healing that that comes when you can really get angry about what happened to you and what they did to you and how wrong it was and how much of life you've missed and how much has been stolen from you. Healing's not linear. There's not a one, two, three step, but at somewhere in your journey, you're going to have to meet that place where you're like, I need to be angry. And then we started having the connections in, in the Facebook groups. Those have been really fun too. And also growing deeper friendships. Yeah. I'm really good friends with some people in there that I've never even met person. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind me of too. really cool. For um, sure. And yeah. And then we've had the chance to go and be a part of these groups that are other born in kids. And yeah. that's been a huge experience in itself. Yeah. For and sure. huge learning. It's really great. And what's really nice is to know that all these little places that are starting to come up, these resources and watching these opportunities start coming forward because in some ways we're doing the big brother, big sister kind of a thing. Not that anyone experienced anything worse or don't do the trauma Olympics. That's not, but at the same time, it is also really nice to be able to look at some of our younger siblings and be like, I'm so glad that you didn't have to face things as alone as we did when we first went out because we're the oldest, the early the 70s kids super exciting we would love for any of our listeners that fall into either of the categories of second generation third generation and would like to explore some groups definitely get in touch with us email us at uh butters and butters and bravery butterflies and bravery <laughs> gmail.com and just be like yeah hey i want this information or i need that information and we'll get you connected. The Lawledge Center, Dr. Yanya Lawledge, is a fantastic resource. Yeah. Because it is an organization that they need to fund and run. They, there is there is going to be some payments involved. Any programs that you 
get into or even the group. There are some scholarships as well. It is open to anyone. They have scholarships available. Yeah. So yeah, lots of exciting things happening. I'm going to a training next week, a two-day training day training for high impact presentations from the, the Dale Carnegie Institute. Nice. That's why our first meetings it will be on the ninth, the Thursday. Oh, okay. So we'll do it on Thursday this time. And then after that, it'll be on Wednesday. And after that, it'll go back to Wednesday. Yes. Gotcha. Just, I was wondering just, about that. I was looking at your text. I was going like, wait a minute. What is this? <laughs> Hang on a second. That's not a Wednesday. What's going off the deep end again? Okay. Uh, and then I was just like, oh, I guess it is. She must be right. <laughs> yeah, that's why they work well together. But now that you mentioned that it's a Thursday, well, of course, that makes a perfect sense. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> if you say Wednesday is the ninth, I'll just say, Okay. <laughs> oh my lord that's funny usually i try to form either opinions or ideas out of some basis in education knowledge or reality but sometimes i miss sometimes sometimes i miss my archery is not that great so working on that one potato potato Tomato, tomato. <laughs> that, what movie? This was on some show where they were comparing two things, and the one person was like, they compared these two things that were completely different, like apples and oranges. And they're like, those two, those are not even remotely like relatable. <laughs> and she goes, eh, potato, tomato. Potato, <laughs> <Yeah>, tomato. Potato, <laughs> tomato. I was like, excuse me? Okay, I like that one. <laughs> You're confused, but okay. We'll take it. So that can be, that, that'll be my, I'm sorry, I got this super mixed up. Potato, tomato. Potato, tomato. All right. You want to walk us out, my lady? Show. Sexy senorita swallow. Just back on deck. <laughs> We should tell those stories sometimes. Oh my God. We like should. the plays. And the plays. And do you remember oh, the first time like, they dressed me up as the king or whatever? And so I was playing a guy and I did that voice thing and nobody could figure out who it was. Oh my God. That was amazing. Oh, that's that was funny. Cool. Those were actually some, some pretty happy memories. And as soon as we started having too much fun with it, they immediately killed it. Do you remember? Yeah. Like they actually put Portiago back in training. Like he got demoted. Yeah. Her foolishness. Yeah. He was what? having way too much fun with us. We were actually enjoying our lives for about five fucking minutes. That's right. I'm walking this up. Butterflies are brave. Wait a second. Hang on. <laughs> Stay brave. <laughs> Stay brave. Stay butterfly and always remember. Stay a butterfly and always remember that you're brave and you were a caterpillar before. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs>